even do it. I can't do that. Welcome to Beards and Bullshit. That microphone is really loud. Mine's too high. Spiking. Uh, no, fucking, now we're calm down. You just put your mouth over the, the beards. top. <laughs> People are gonna be pissed. Well, sorry. They like hearing my voice. And I'll show you the DMs. Um, well, here I'll just turn it down a little no, bit. No, don't. Bit. Turn I'm gonna turn it. you down. Leave turn them you down. normal. You still here messing with the sound? As we go. All right. Oh so boy. what are we talking about here? There, bald, bald and beautiful. Well, today we're gonna talk about powerlifting for the beginners, you newbies. Yeah, <laughs> something that has seemed to be a, a lot of a uh, topic across. Instagram is the, crazy the interwebs. right now. Yeah, yeah. we got plenty of shit to talk about. Yeah, if we really wanted to, we'd be here all fucking day. But <laughs> yeah, lots of uh, you know terms going on for a lot of uh, different lifts that are, you know, funny for. I'd say the older lifters that are yeah. out there. We um, never, yeah. you know, we never used to have the, the term AMRAP. That is a new thing. Hip hinge. That's but, a new butt thing. Butt wink. Butt wink. That's like, a new one. Who came up with uh, that? Rooting. <laughs> who rooting. came up with that? I don't know, but butt it's accurate wink. description kind of. <laughs> somebody, like, I don't know, when somebody says butt wink, I guess I'm not picturing that part yeah, of you, the squad. You know because you play my, football, I'm just keep saying. your head on a swivel, yeah, otherwise right. your boot hook goes tight. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, Sneak the fart out that one, tighten up so much. Jesus. I don't know, man. I think. um, Rooting. What else are you talking about these days? Bracing, which nobody fucking apparently knows how to do. Let's brace and breathe all the way up into the air. Everybody work your core, but nobody can describe to you what the core is. Yeah. That's like a nice term that's being thrown around. But, uh, but yeah, bracing without really knowing how to brace or get into bracing. But anyways, it's a good thing that we have all these good people out there who talk about it, and maybe we can point them in the right direction with some of this stuff. But um, let's just start at the beginning. Like, you want to get into powerlifting. Yeah. So what should you do? You should get strong. You should hire the best coach oh. for <laughs> for seven hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Right. Oh uh, man, you should buy a program from the highest amount of followed person yeah. you can find. Yeah, that's it. That benches 245 every day. Every week for the last year. <laughs> the last year. Every week. Oh, man. Um, yeah, get strong, right? That's a lot it. of people's problems is just that they're not strong or they have underdeveloped. Underdeveloped. Yeah, or they just don't have any development. Yeah, or any development. And that probably goes to how they work out, how they eat, how they sleep, you know. The yeah. Three big things when you train. Eat, sleep, work out. And the biggest piece, I think when it comes to beginners and the ones who struggle and kind of – because there's those, those guys who come in, girls who come in and they just absolutely kill it, and they make exponential progress over a short period of time. Mm-hmm. Typically those people have been athletes in some way, shape, or form sure. previously. A- yeah, athletes right? – most athletes make really – Good powerlifters, yeah. in my opinion. If again, if they were a good athlete, you have a different mindset than most people just yeah, walking in the exactly. gym. Exactly. So, but okay, so you're not an athlete though. You're not an athlete. You're just getting into the gym and you want to start powerlifting. Yeah. So you gotta have a base. Do not follow the person next to you. No. Because they probably are nothing like you. Yeah. I mean, I see people that talk with people, and it's good. Like at my gym, I like all the advice that is given out amongst mm-hmm. uh, the lifters. But look at. You know, the people that are similar to you. Yeah. If you're absolutely. taking advice from somebody that, say, has an enormous arch on their bench and you're flat back, 
What do you think you're probably not the best? Yeah. What do you think you're going to get out of them, right? Yeah. Okay. It's or like, if you're taking advice from a guy that has 12 inch arms and you have a wingspan of Michael Jordan, like yeah, you're course. probably not going to get the same, same results. You know, I mean, he may have some good tips, and that's good. But you know, in the, in the end, man. Plus, my thing too with with all that and getting started and trying to figure out your way through all the information that's out there nowadays is uh, not only looking at, you know, kind of similarities if you're going to take those things from or advice from other people, but also looking at where you're at and where you're trying to go and understanding what it takes to get there. And when you get that, you, I mean, you can sometimes get it from somebody else, like a, a coach, obviously, right? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, we get a lot of good beginner lifters here at the gym. For sure. And you program for most of them. And, you know, one of the first things you do is you get your assessment, see where they're at, and then you start building a base, which yeah. beginners, is huge. Beginners are, to me, are obviously pretty easy, you know, yeah. especially if they have, like you said, an athletic background. Um, for those people, I could probably just get them walking around the gym picking up weights and they're going to get stronger. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, they're a blank slate. And in usually a, a big sponge, you know, ready mm-hmm. to learn and, and do that. And that's great. The harder lifters are definitely people who have been working with coaches for a long time, and then yeah. they switch. Or just somebody that's been training in their way for a while, and then they come to you for programming. Although sometimes it's, you know, they're ready. You know, they're ready for that. So yeah. that's good. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, and I remember when I think powerlifting – uh, or open powerlifting, mm-hmm. asked Eric Illerbridge some questions, and I sent one into him, which was, if you go back and change anything, what would it be? Yeah. And obviously his response, which I pretty much figured it would be, was you want to know everything you know right now back then because yeah. everybody's very individual in this sport. You know, yeah. there are tips and there are things you can do to increase your weaknesses, but it's all going to be based on you in the end. Yeah, like, how dude, did you get there? That's so key that in – my point lately has been um, experience. I mean, there's a lot of newer coaches out there who have read the books and literally have been training for three years. And I'm like, dude, if you look back at your journey over the years, when you started training at 15 years old or whatever, yeah, uh, 18, 19, 20, yeah, you thought you knew all the shit. And now <laughs> you look back and you're like, holy, I didn't know anything. Yeah. You yeah, know, back yeah. then, like. I knew a lot of the science stuff because I was involved with it for a long time in the early 20s. But now looking back, I'm like, dude, this shit is totally different than what I thought. And you figure out what works and what doesn't. Yeah, and there's a lot of difference just in, like, powerlifting versus bodybuilding and strongman and all that. I mean, hell, strongman and and powerlifting weren't even that popular, (laughs) you know, until recently. So. I mean, let's be honest. It was pretty much bodybuilding is what most people were following. And then you had strong bodybuilders out of that. So yeah. Um, now, now there's technique on everything. And, you know. It's in, that's, that's so huge with the beginners. Well, at least the beginners of today. Because one thing I noticed, um, I forget who it was, asked me about feet placement or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And is the bar path correct? And I'm like, how long have you been lifting? You know, after yeah. chatting for, well, it's two years and i'm like why are you even concerned with rooting your feet to the ground not saying that's not an important thing but i'm like for sure you want a better squat yeah let's work on three build basics some goddamn or something. muscle first <laughs> yeah before you fix all the little you know it's just not how it works yeah and like somebody walk in here and they're let's just say they're completely new 
And yeah. they've squatted, but, I mean, it's probably a half squat, you know, and they're yeah. getting folded over and stuff. Well, okay, so the first things are, listen, throw this pipe or PVC pipe on your back, and let me teach you a couple things, okay? Yeah. And <clears throat> from there... I want you to take that and I want you to start lifting, you mm -hmm. know, and work on that and become a robot with it because yeah. <clears throat> the technique has to be ingrained. Even at our stages in lifting, Absolutely. if we make a change, it's something that's got to be ingrained. Now, we may get to it a little faster because yeah, we understand some of the mm -hmm. leverages and principles behind what we're doing and stuff. But still, you've got to do it. You yeah. know, hundreds of times before your body starts really saying, okay, this is how you want me yes, to sir. do this. Now, yeah. when you're a beginner, now it's got to be thousands of times. Yeah, you know? of course. <laughs> so, so, like Adam said, take those, take those minimal uh, technique, you know, advice, tweaks, and, things, tweaks yeah. and stuff, and just run with it until yep. you have to change something or you have to start. So you have to figure it out until you hit a yeah. new wall. Right? right, exactly. It's yeah. like, dude, this is a performance sport. It's like, sure. If you want to race your car, you could put 20s on it, tint the windows, get the paint done. Mm -hmm. But if you ain't built the motor, you're That's still going right. to get smoked. <laughs> yeah. Everybody, so, you can look great on the platform. Yeah, you lift look 135 great pounds. all your SPD stuff or matching <laughs> hey, this and that. What, remember that? I, I put that post belts. up. Don't be the person that have that spend or yeah, spend more than what your total is. Yeah. <laughs> on gear. Your, gear. Yeah, your gear. You know, and like, <laughs> so if you're going to be built for performance, build your, your base up, build your motor before yeah. you start figuring out all the little details that you need to add to extra, add that extra 3%. Yeah, It's exactly. talked about a lot in bodybuilding, right? It's like, oh, you know, guys getting into training are like, oh, I want to take this protein and that, or I want to take this drug or that drug, or I want to do this or that or eat this. And it's like, well, look, there's two factors involved here. Eating, well, three. three. Eating, training, <laughs> and recovery. Yeah. If you can't get those things down, you're assed out. And today's modern-day beginning powerlifters come into it and think okay there's all these little things that i have to tweak and fix on top of that let's eat donuts and talk about eating ass and <laughs> bacon like it's a new thing we've been doing that for a long time okay yeah <laughs> i don't know man I, I i can't stand some of the stuff that it's just crazy talked about out there but you were right gotta build the motor yeah you gotta build the motor and then from that you build off that you don't don't build the motor and then all of a sudden think okay now let's go put in a fresh pennant a coat of paint yeah, on, you know, exactly. build Keep off of that motor, you know, there's, you know, tweak that as, as hard and as, as much as you can before you start worrying about anything else. But, you know, uh, I, it's like, like I do with my training, like we do with our training in the off season, it's, it's a lot more volume than normal. And I see some newer lifters that train the same way they do in a, in a peak in off season, taking heavy triples and singles. There may be a place here and there for that, but especially when you're a beginner, like when I started powerlifting, I came in for bodybuilding. I didn't do heavy stuff, I think, until we got to the meet. The last three weeks, we didn't do anything close to a triple or a single Yeah, leading up. Right. And, I mean, I think you fine-tune all that, actually, as you get better in the sport or as you progress in the sport, but you're right. I mean, and, again, everybody's different leading up to meets yeah, and stuff. But, yes, you came from bodybuilding, so we had to kind of – work into your first meet, mm -hmm. you know, a, I would say with a little caution or whatever. I don't yeah, know how you want to say it. Expect. Right, exactly. And how you're going to perform. Once you actually throw numbers up on the board and you get that experience of having the pressure on your back, being say in front that of again? the car. Yeah. Get what on the board? <laughs> yeah, numbers Th those on, numbers the, on board. the board. Instead yeah. of waiting, oh, I'm not competing yeah. until I get 1,500 in the gym. Oh, God. Shut yeah, exactly. Just up. train, 
get to a point where you feel confident in your lifts, yeah. and then either find a prep or somebody to prep you, or there's tons of free stuff out there yeah. that's good. Because find, yeah, to peak, run a peaking cycle, and yeah. get on the goddamn platform. Yeah. Like, you, you're going to find out how you perform there. Are you a person that shuts down? Are you a person that rises up? How do you handle the adrenaline, the crowd, all like that stuff? Are you hyped? Are yeah. you calm? Like, all that yeah. shit. Understand picking numbers and all this stuff. Yeah. Are you rapping? Are you knees? You know, and I'm going to tell you, you know, start with the most basics. But, you know, if people have knees, bad knees, let's just say, or something, yeah. they feel some more secure in wraps, that's something you have to know how to deal with it at meet day, you know. Yeah. But how to eat, how to yeah. rest in between that stuff. Like, the, your first meet gonna teach is you a lot. just experience. And we have a jiu-jitsu studio here, and one of the guys who, you know, is a good dude, and he's been training a while, and... He got into jiu-jitsu. He's a powerlifter, too. And, you know, he went out there, and he was kind of disappointed in whatever himself. But he's hungry, and that's good, you know, because yeah. he didn't perform as good as he want. But I texted him, and we were talking back and forth. And I just man, it's experience. That first one is experience. No matter what you that's do, so football, good. baseball, I don't care what sport you play. Yeah. The first time you step on that field or in that arena, it's experience. And once you Dude, have that, huge. it's gold. Because yeah. now you can move forward knowing what you have to do to succeed, yep. in my opinion. What you built on. Yeah, and if you have a good coach, they're going to take it and run with it. Dude, that's exactly what we are just talking about. We are just training right now, just finishing up. But we were just talking about that at training. Like, you know, we're where we're at in our lives and our careers and our lifting thing and all that jazz. But, you know, most of us started out with shitty jobs. Like, I was a janitor. Then I went some, you know, other jobs here and there making whatever. Yeah. To where I am now, you know, we all start. You have to start somewhere to get started yeah. and not say, oh, you know what? I'm not going to work until they decide they want to pay me $60,000 a year. That doesn't fucking yeah. work. You get a job. You get a job. You start. And what they're going to pay you <laughs> unless you're starting your own business and you you work your way up and you learn. And you, hey, when you start thing. your own business, you start lower yeah. than the janitor, <laughs> brother. And you, you scratch your way out for five or six years. Until oh, you, you want to work out at oh, this I gym? Even. Sure, I'll, yeah. I'll let you work out here, man. Please, just yeah. come work out. <laughs> but it's, you know, starting from the ground up and building something, you know, that you can present and there's no better way to teach that than getting into a meet yeah. and figuring out now you got your numbers on the board. Now, you know, yeah. okay, am I training? Here are my percentages. Here are my numbers. And you, yeah, you, you nailed it. it. You have something to actually do training with now mm -hmm. and to push yourself because yeah, any decent program out there is going to take those numbers and it's going to, you know, progress you based on that. Big so, time. so now you actually work with something. Um, yeah. So definitely get out there, but okay. So let's just back up. So, um, you, you know, you're a beginner, but you find a, uh, let's just say a decent program or yep. a gym. You talk with somebody about some technique. So now you have a little bit of technique. You've been building your engine a little bit. Yep. Okay. You decide, all right, I want to step on the platform. Mm -hmm. So you go compete. You know, you're still pretty much a beginner. Yeah. You know, in this oh sport. yeah. You do one, you do one shit. I'm going to say one to three meets. You're still a beginner. Okay. Dude, I felt like <laughs> my last meet. Showed me, hey, you're still the beginner because yeah. you got some shit to learn, uh, guy. Yeah, okay, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> in some things, but again, that, uh, but yeah, you, I feel like you're always going to constantly learn. Doesn't yeah. mean you're necessarily a beginner, but you're constantly learning. In fact, yep. if you're, if ever in life you become competent about what you're doing, mm -hmm. then it's time to probably find something different yeah. Yeah. if you want to be, in my you have opinion, to. successful. Yep. You know, you have to continue to challenge yourself, and that's. One thing Adam does great in the gym, man, is continues to challenge himself. You know, for me, <coughs> I always think, you know, am I doing that? Because, you know, I have a lot going on with yeah, a lot of different busy. projects. <laughs> but when it gets, you know, time to step underneath those weights, you know, so that's a mentality. And, yeah, yeah. And it's a good time. So 
let's just say, okay, so you've done that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're training at like a 24 in LA or something. Wherever, if, yeah. if you're lucky, you're, you're at a powerlifting gym. So yeah. I'm going to say then once you've had that experience, now maybe it's time to talk with getting a coach or maybe yep. even just a decent program by a reputable coach, you know? Yeah, some, um, yeah. And then, two, I think fi try and find a powerlifting gym or a gym that has the people that train like you. I mean, again, one of the – Yeah, that's again, so huge. Environment is, it is massively huge. Yeah, well, again, I always go off these sayings that I hear and I, I kind of then live by them or see them. Yeah. But it's, you know – Try sitting at a table of millionaires and listening to what the conversation's like. It's a different conversation, it's a different you know. Ball game, yeah. Right, and that has really yep. helped me in my business. But same thing when you lift. Same thing if you want to be a great mechanic. You know, yeah. go find those people, and I know it's hard. It's not everybody has that either available, or they can make the sacrifice to do That's it. Yeah. But damn it, when I when I played football way back in the day in high mm -hmm. school i used to drive a half an hour yeah. to go train at a buddy's garage and all he had was a power rack a bar and we had a ghetto reg lat pull down system <laughs> that his dad made yeah. for us yeah. that was the worst amount of tension i've ever dealt with because <laughs> it was different every rep yeah. but it was what we had and we weren't training at the local i don't even know i think it was bally's back yeah, there or something God. but because we weren't trying to be about it. We were trying to be athletes. We were trying to play football. So yeah. we did. We were doing Olympic lifting. We were squatting, stuff like that. But, again, I mean, a half an hour in any decent city is probably going to get you near uh, a gym. Shit, man, yeah. if, you, if you want, you can DM us, and we'll help look for you. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we have a lot of network. We can try and help you find a gym that's around. But find those gyms, <laughs> even with us, in a powerlifting gym, yeah. we try and gather our best athletes or our crew to get together and, and lift because we know that session is going to be a lot different yeah, yeah. than if we're lifting with one other person wow. or by ourselves, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that's huge. Um, yeah. And so I think atmosphere and, and your mentality is a big thing after that. Another thing you, know. you hear from a lot of folks about the powerlifting gyms are more expensive. They have more specialized equipment. It costs more to buy kilo plates. You know, the pound plates are like a dollar per pound or so. Yeah. Kilo plates are like, <laughs> Double to that, four dollars per more, pound, probably. Right? They're really expensive. So, to to fund that, it costs more money to keep the lights on and all that jazz. So, you know, let's just say a lot of powerlifting gyms around are hundred bucks a month, typically. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say seventy to hundred. Yeah, probably somewhere around that range, right? And um, you know, if you do the math, if you're paying thirty dollars at your gym, you got to come up with another seventy or so bucks. Well, usually people are out eating out, doing all those other things. So, mm -hmm. if it's a struggle for you, you're gonna find. A damn way. I always found a way to do my gym membership when I was making pennies. Yeah. And always it, found a way. And it's something I feel like you do. Yeah, you find those. You sacrifice those things. Yeah, and you, if you're dedicated and you want to do it, then you're going to find those ways to do it. And if it, you know, it may not be something you have to do forever. Like, once you get to a point, yeah. you can probably train at a regular gym. Obviously, it's not as nice of equipment. But, I mean, there's plenty of strong people I know that train out of 24s and yeah. LAs. I'm just saying you're going to get – to where you want faster yeah if you're being the around the right people That's which huge. shit then maybe you don't need coaches I, I always tell people when they come here they always ask i get a lot of like what should i do yeah well, first thing sign up for the gym <laughs> that is the <laughs> best thing you can do because i can't even explain to you the amount of knowledge walking around right now at this moment in the gym yeah that if you just go say hi and be friendly and talk with people they're all here for the same reason and they yeah. all started where you did at some point yep and you walk up to them and just say hey 
uh, can you just watch my squat for me? <laughs> You're going to have three or four people with probably more experience than the total combined training experience at an LA for Fitness or yeah, whatever, and they're going to just help you out for free. You know, if you want programming and stuff, great. Then we'll talk about that. But yeah. most of the time, like you said, just build the motor. You know, yeah. that's what I tell people. Just, you know, in your turn, build the motor, you know. So um, that, you know, that's huge. huge. Environment's huge. Um, and then taking it back to basics, you know, just putting on muscle. So a lot of people, too, beginners, don't know how to eat, you mm -hmm. know. And so they see all this stuff out there, you know, the keto and, and blah, blah, and they – I'm like, I'm listen, man, if you want to be my workout to be strong. Well, no, that's one way of it. But then I, I see a lot more of like, well, I don't want to be a fat power. That they're, listen, there's something to protecting your joints with a little fat on your body. I mean, yeah. the best power lifters in the world. And let's just all throw Larry Wheels out the window because that fool genetic freak. <laughs> but but uh, I'm just saying. Didn't he <laughs> bust his knee at the open? Well, years ago? I mean, he definitely, everybody's had, yeah, everybody's had injuries. I mean, and Dan Green, he's pretty lean. He's had definitely had yeah, injuries. Kirby, I mean, like, you're right. But you look at the people who have lasted for a while, and they've probably had injuries too. Obviously, yeah. at huge weights, you're going to start encountering that stuff. But I mean, they're not these, you know, 8% body fat people, you know? Yeah. And if they lift, if they lift in the 148 class, okay, yeah. then probably they are, you yeah. know. But I'm just <laughs> it, it, let's look at the majority of where people lift. You know, the biggest classes I think are like 181, 198, 220. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. they're probably right there in that middle range. As you go each way, you're gonna either get, get the super lean bit. guys that yeah. are you know are minimal muscle and work a ton of leverages, and then you're gonna get the very big super heavyweight guys, yep. which mass moves mass type thing, you know. So okay. So, you know, don't get all caught up in, in some fad. Just yeah. eat to grow, you know. like Eat to grow, eat to recover, yeah. eat to fulfill. Eat your for what you're trying to do. Exactly. You're trying to put on muscle, which, like we said, build the motor. You can't go keto and build muscle. <laughs> yeah. Just shut up. Yeah, just eat. You yeah. Know? Hell, if even you want to argue with me, you can DM and I'll <laughs> rip you apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't depend on supplements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Number it's a one supplement. thing. I mean, believe me. I see Everybody. people taking drinks after the gym, and I'm like, oh, what are you going to eat? Well, I'm not. Yeah. What I, do you mean? Right. You're not. I'm drinking a masculator and then going to eat, <laughs> yeah, and then going to eat pizza. This is my appetizer. <laughs> this is calories, my appetizer, but yeah. But, I mean, seriously, like. It's huge. You got you to gotta, uh, know what you're doing and what you're, or just what your plan of attack is and then attack. Yeah. <laughs> after, you know, this last year, I really changed my diet after our, our good friend uh, Jay if you ever need a house sold or purchased, contact <laughs> Jensen Kirliff. He can help you out. I'll DM you his email if you need it. Anyways, um, he, you know, gave me kind of like this, you know, call it a heart to heart. He's like, dude, you need to stop eating like an asshole. <laughs> and I was like, uh, Wait, eating asshole? Oh, eating no, like not eating an asshole. asshole okay. Eating like an asshole. Gotcha. Okay. I don't pull Just sumo, sure. which is what hey, these people say. You know if you pull sumo, you eat asshole. I don't get it. Your mouth's full of <laughs> shit, I guess. Um, <laughs> but he was like, you know, stop eating like an asshole, start yeah. eating correctly. And it's kind of when the whole vertical diet kind of hit. And I was yeah. like, you know what? That's how I used to eat when I was bodybuilding, protein, rice, yeah. protein, carbs kind of yeah. thing. And I mean, Stan's working with some of the best athletes in the world, it, right? Yeah. And look sense. at how basic that fucking eating Super is. Easy. I mean, come on, people. Like, protein, it's great. carbs. If, if you're buying his stuff because it's easy for you, great. That is literally the easiest meal to make, people. Like. It is. <laughs> I make my ground beef and bison in about in the morning when I'm getting my kids ready yeah, for school, it's making 20 their minutes, lunch, man. making breakfast. What, you know what takes the longest? The rice. Rice. That's what takes yeah. the longest. Start your rice, start cooking your meat. Yeah. It'll all be done together, and you go you on go. your way. 
And his, you know, he's come up with some ingenious things like his thermos trick and stuff like I that. Use that I use mean, that every day. Lots of good tips from Stan. So <laughs> learn how to eat, and that leads yes. into learning how to recover from your training. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, okay. And, again, like I said, supplements come at a certain point. But yeah. don't depend on them in the beginning. I use, I use supplements, but I use them, again, probably as a supplement as a supplement but sparingly <laughs> you know i'm trying to get in food which is hard for me yeah. so supplement sometimes i do have to depend on that you know and again i'm a bigger guy you know like i said you're you're big at 280 you're it's a lot of calories to try and get in there oh right sorry now. 272 lean. he's lean right now he's lean <laughs> in case anybody wanted to know okay, no well, i'm not sitting i'm too 83 and then when i compete i usually get in the 290s but anyways yeah. that's a lot of calories i have to get in so yeah i'm definitely using supplements but yeah i know where i need to use them you know i'm not depending on them but (coughs) then yeah okay so here's your supplements now we need we get we need to get to recovery so this guy gave me a thing called um i think it was called d d D ball -ball? (laughs) i think it's a pre-workout i don't know (laughs) Yeah, they, there's there's some kind of there's some kind of uh, someone out there oh, called the uh, Halo. I don't know. Oh, I, buy, I buy it over the counter. Someone told me that. Believe you me, it ain't the real. <laughs> oh, it's not creatine. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was. Somebody asked me that. So this company's selling a product called Halo. Do you know if it's like? Do you know if it's what the re- if it's a real oh stuff? Did you buy it across the counter? No. No, bro. <laughs> That's not the real stuff. Um. <laughs> Did it come in a cool graphic label <laughs> like container? Yeah. <laughs> and you then I, and then I go, what the fuck do you even want that shit for, anyways? <laughs> you don't even know what it does. So like, it does? Why are you buying it? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Recovery. So, so anyways, I sold them. I sold them aspirin for one hundred and twenty dollars. Oh no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Here's these orange ibuprofen. Yeah, take right. those. Don't take just ignore the bottle. It's fake. <laughs> don't take more than four. <laughs> how you pass it through you'll customs. have you'll have no inflammation. <laughs> yeah, you'll feel great, you'll feel dude. Great. Guys, like, man, that's the best thing I've ever taken. I bet it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Recovery but, is huge, man. Yeah. Like, what I see, you know, is in beginners. A little bit of overtraining because they have – I don't know what it is, like, these long-ass workouts. There's – Again, I think it's a – I think it's so being around, like, the bodybuilder mentality maybe is they're and, – and powerlifting workouts are way longer. But they're yeah. training – it seems like they, they're training a lot of body parts because they isolate more, right? So, like, yeah. they're going to do this for three and they're – sorry, bars <laughs> can't see me. I'm like, <laughs> here showing, He's over every, here doing showing everybody on the podcast. Yeah. Anyways, like they're gonna do triceps and they're gonna do biceps and mm-hmm. they're gonna work the forearms and they're gonna go do you know the rear delts, the front yeah. delts, and all this stuff. You know, okay, that's great. But when we bodybuild, we're working you know a lot of muscles yeah, at once. So we usually From follow it up with yeah a couple of things and then our, we're done. But the main movement takes a while, you know, because yeah. our breaks, our sets, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I just think like that's where that comes from. It is. We have a guy uh, at the gym who I talked to last week and i told him i was like dude you you do too much we talked about it yeah like you do too much i told him i was like hey come in here do four to five things one of those things is going to be your main lift Mm. one of those is going to be your secondary lift and then two or three accessories to help you out if you need more work go do more frequency with you know alternating weights and percentages and all that so you can get it all in but you can't train heavy and then go do a bunch of accessories and be here for four hours and expect to get results. Not going to happen. Yeah. And I honestly, I'm probably a culprit of this, too, because I own the gym. And so they're 
some days where there's, you know, I have breaks. You spread out. I'll like, you know? yeah, I'll like go do shit just because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do some tricep yeah. press downs while I'm here, and then, I would say that and is then you know, I'm wondering why the hell my bench doesn't go up ever. <laughs> well, probably because I'm working the hell out of a lot of muscles that I should be letting rest. So, yeah, know how to recover from your workouts. Yeah, and you know how you're recovering. Like uh, beginner lifters, it's hard to be. One of the biggest thing about being a beginner is not knowing like really any self awareness about how to lift, eat, recover, all the stuff we're talking about. And yeah. one of the major things with recovery and being a beginner is understanding, I was talking to somebody else about this too, is understanding how the CNS plays an active role in how you train. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, I'm tired. I can't get the energy. I have to take three scoops of pre-workout just to get in here. Well, guess what? Your CNS is probably smoked. So you're training, overtraining, you're not sleeping enough, and you're probably not eating enough. Yeah, and you're probably stressed. <laughs> yeah, so one of those things has to fold in order for you to start to recover. That means taking days away from the gym. <gasps> yeah. Oh. I, yeah, and I kind of talk with people, too, you know, because obviously I program people come yeah. in and tell me about their workouts. And I said, listen, there's three big killers to workouts. <clears throat> yep. It's lack of food, yeah. lack of sleep, and stress. stress you right. may be able to get by on one or two of those Absolutely. being being out of whack. But all three? if all three or, again, or if two, which, you know, to me is lack of sleep and stress, you yeah. know. If you those better. two are out of whack, you kiss your workouts goodbye. Yeah. And it's better to just work on that and get to the workout once that's fixed. And you know? that's a great point because you can't always avoid that. I mean, uh, after all these years we've been doing this, you, you yeah. can't avoid it. It's part of life. It happens, so you deal with it. So there's sometimes – I remember the last prep, I told you, I was like, you know what, I feel like shit today. I'm coming in tomorrow. Yeah. And you make <laughs> those adjustments because you have to. And I do it all the time. I mean, there's there's times where I've gone two or three days just because I'm stressed with what yeah. we're doing at the gym. And, yeah, I want a bench. Believe me, I want to get my bench in. But I know if I walk out there, all it's, it's going to do is – hurt a lot yeah. <laughs> and it, the numbers aren't going to probably be there yeah you don't so, get the same quality out yeah of it. as as much as i uh, give credit to those people who just grind out yeah rep after rep like at some point that's not going to work yeah. anymore especially you know? early on yeah like when i first started working with uh jaris jaris hall i was doing <laughs> he's famous now he is <laughs> he's super famous um we were doing a lot of frequency, so squat twice a week, deadlift twice a week, uh, deadlift once a week, bench twice a week type of thing, mm -hmm. and an accessory day. So six days total of training. And towards the end of his prep, I could see it in his videos because I had him send all the videos. I could literally see his body starting to slow down, and I'm, the pop wasn't there anymore. And so those are the things that, you know, we back things off, obviously, in the next cycle we went through together. I backed the, the frequency off. But – those are the things that you have to start to realize as a as a lifter is when when you're overtraining and when you don't have the same pop and then those days that you're just tired and you have to kind of fight through that only comes with experience. Yeah. And you're not going to have that. <laughs> you won't know that unless either you have experience well, you in your belt or somebody is watching you, yeah. you know. Yeah. And again, being at the right gym, you're probably going to get more people telling you, "Hey, what's going on?" Yeah, today? this is it. Otherwise, you're, otherwise you're going to have to get it through experience. And, yeah. again, there's nothing wrong with that. Experience is a good thing. You know, I mean, it, again, it's just going to probably be a little slower to the yeah. to the end result or, or the result you want. I think so. that um, segues a little bit into your training, which is huge for beginners because there's so much shit out there. Like, when it comes to training for a beginner, from, from my opinion, my perspective, I think uh, high-frequency – is good a lot of volume is good 
like squatting twice a week, benching twice a week, and deadlifting once a week to get yourself used to the movement patterns, to get yourself under the bar more frequent. And it's not heavy. Yeah, it's well, like, you're changing it up. Well, yeah. You're not going to squat heavy twice a, no, twice you a week. You're not going to bench heavy. percent and then squat right. 50%, exactly. right? Yep. And make those adjustments, and you slowly work your way up. That's exactly what I did. I mean, that's you – got, you got that from you. A lot, Yeah, a lot of times I just tell people, listen, just, yeah, squat – in the beginning, yeah, squat twice a week. Yeah. Bench overhead if, you know, again, your body's pretty good and you don't have any problems with anything. Yep. Or, And then deadlift once. And then I tell them, listen, the easiest thing you can do is just straight linear progression. If you add, if you add five pounds overload. on the bar yeah. every week, you're going to do, be doing something good in, you know, a couple months, right? Yeah, that's You're going to be strong. Okay, so that's easy. Like, that's simple. <clears throat> Sometimes it's just add it to your main lift. And sometimes I, the the accessory weights are the same. Like, that's what I, but I added more to my main list. That's so exactly you don't how always I have to add to day. every single lift you yeah. do. You know, so that's that's another you know tip for people. I guess, my accessories people. and my weights on those accessories have not changed in the last six weeks. They're yeah, literally you could probably same. yeah you could get under the one forty five <laughs> dumbbells and and bench those out. But yeah. what were you benching? What were you 80s. using tonight? Eighties, right? Because yeah. you did a lot of bar work. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was probably more bar work than you did last week. Yep. So you progressed. Lifting the 80s this week, you're still getting your work, you know, on that part. So, yeah, I mean, again, I I see a lot of people burn out through the workouts, too, because they do that. They're upping everything every week. And that's, again, for a while, you may be able to do that. Or for a little bit, you may be able to do that. So you break down. And then uh, I want to touch on some, maybe one last thing before we go, is just the age range. You know, this sport is super popular. So we're getting a lot of... uh, you know, we're getting a lot of younger people, right, coming into the sport, and then we're getting a lot of older people coming yeah. into the sport, you know. So that's going to depend on how you train, too, you know. I mean, um, <laughs> let's just say you're an older person mm-hmm. and you're getting into this and you've you've been through life, so you have some <laughs> maybe some injuries and things that just, you know, Stress, are a little quick, creepy. Yeah. Right, exactly. A little <laughs> bit more responsibilities Family, than the normal yeah. person. Well, know that your recovery periods are going to probably be more. And your yeah. learning curve is going to be a little bit more, too, because you're not going to just be able to spend yeah, your so entire important. day at the gym, you yep. know. And <laughs> like I said, I love my young people that come in here because they come and they'll be here all day. Fired and We'll eat. And, you know, they'll go. eat lunch here. We'll yeah. talk. And they talk to other people. And they're learning. So they're learning real quick. Hey, when you're young, if that's what you're dedicated to, then by all means, all kick in. butt and keep going and yeah. do that. And that's great. Uh, a lot of the younger people here come in and they can work out, like I said, for hours, hours. <laughs> and, and like goddamn yeah. energy bu- energizer bunnies out there and you know and their recovery is gonna not need to be as much you know and that's fine again yeah. just those are just things to think about and know too you know um and there again there's always anom- anomalies i mean look at there nick is. best that yeah. dude trained like a madman but he knows how to recover from what he's doing so yeah that's huge like i think um eddie cone no it was uh kirk kawaski said in an interview at towards the end of their powerlifting careers, when they were squatting a thousand goddamn pounds and deadlifting mm-hmm. almost you know nine hundred whatever, they were training one in two days a week. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when Stan set the world record, yeah, at forty at forty six, I think he was only lifting two days a week, but he was doing three days a week of mobility and yeah. basically prehab and it's rehab huge. type stuff with uh, Mark Phillippe, who is an excellent coach and now and used to be strong man. I mean, even look at Eric Lulibridge's programming, like what he actually does, not necessarily what he sells, but I think he squats heavy, and then he, he'll bench, and then he, I don't even think he deadlifts it in that same week anymore. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure for point. the amount of weight he's using, you know, he's rotating. Yeah. 
And I think that's what's I think that's what's standard during that that training too. So you're not going to lose your strength. But again, that's that's more for maybe if you're older and you're starting getting into the sport. Yeah, we're strictly yeah strictly talking beginners here. You you know, coming six days a week if you're just getting into it at 40 years old. You don't sure. I mean, I feel like I got into this sport late. (laughs) Now I played a lot of sports leading up to this, and Uh, one sport for a long time. So. The athletic background, the mobility, the agility, the all that. Is cheerleading stuff. in sport? Is that yeah, shit, look at Dan Green, motherfucker. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Damn it. Check. <laughs> you got that um, one. Yeah, but uh, I mean, you know, each sport will have probably something that carries over a little bit. Oh, you yeah. know, like yeah. my my off the floor speed, my off my chest speed. Yeah, it's very explosive. Yeah. It's those top end, you know, where I wasn't doing that that range of motion in football you know yeah. i wasn't reaching my arms out all the all the way in front of me you know it was very well, close contact and close then, pancake you know, somebody and yeah. keep going on with your so, day you know but i feel like i got into powerlifting late you know because i didn't really start competing till my early 30s mm-hmm. you know yeah and uh now i'm 40 but hey, you know i've learned top of the rankings man those guys are in the late 30s that's true. I mean, I, I truly believe experience will trump all, oh, yeah. all this grown stuff. man strength. Man. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I feel like if I want to, I still have probably a good five years, you know, if yeah. I really wanted to compete in, like, open level and all that. Um, but, again, I was 30 and I knew it. So I – and I had been beat up through a lot of years of football. So I, I had to adjust how I trained. You know, I wasn't yeah. just gung-ho – trying to Balls look at to you know yeah this program that would kill me like yeah i actually sure. ran the cube method for a while um for a couple of training cycles and i got stronger on it every time it's a very good like overall you're gonna get stronger yeah on this i think if it you touches everything a little bit <coughs> and then i finally strong. you know reached out to coaching so but i mean i learned a lot about recovery during that process yep. you know and just everything that there was out there but yeah again i think age is a little bit of a determining factor on how you attack or what your plan of attack should be. Yeah. Anyways, let's wrap this up. If you guys want us to talk more on beginning stuff, like actual, you know, maybe tips for certain lifts or anything, I don't know, whatever, you know, shoot us a DM. We don't really look at them, but it'll be cool to see something pop up every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) I get a lot of beginner questions. Yeah. Not weird, uh, but. I don't know what. It's kind of late because we have to do this late again because we both have a lot of life during the day so now we'll now we'll get to go home and get in trouble <laughs> yeah so I gotta go you guys better listen to this make it worth it for Jerks. us <laughs> you free information i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah so share the podcast let it let us know what you think as always and uh i don't know what we'll talk about next time but it'll be f- the most interesting thing you hear all week i'll tell you that uh, damn right hey this is two in a row <laughs> it is in like six successive weeks one more we're on like a roll oh, money. <laughs> although i would be on vacation next week so that kind of ruins it for us <laughs> i got gas i think i got the wrong kind of uh, broth nah. if i had too much broth too much broth in fart. the vertical diet it's farting at work <laughs> becoming today. very vertical now <laughs> i have a fan at my desk i started uh, blowing the fan God. and they knew <laughs> they're like dude hey, turn the fan wait, off tips like, for beginners yeah, use the fan at use the fan desk. at your desk if you have broth in your uh monster match meal Uh, All right, we're out of here. (laughs) Thanks for listening.